0: This is More to the Game Podcast, a weekly podcast hosted by The Third Element. You can find us on social media channels at 3E Athlete, or you can visit our website at www.thethirdelement.com. That's 3RDElement.com. Today we're joined by our guest, Jory Davis. Jory is a professional basketball player and she was drawn into the spotlight during her time at Indiana University. Here are just a few of her accomplishments while at Indiana. Jory was the 10th all-time leading scorer, a two-time team All Big 10 honoree, a three-time All Academic Big, Ta- Big Ten honors, two-time All-American candidate and a three-time team captain. After finishing up in Indiana, Jory went on to be drafted number 33 by the Indiana Fever in the 2011 WNBA draft. That spring she took her talents abroad to Israel where she finished the top 10 scoring in the league. Her career has taken her to a lot of places, such as Italy, Switzerland, Israel, Romania, and currently Valencia, Spain. This puts Jory in a position where she can share with us how an athlete can stay composed and continue to advance her game, even amidst cultural and language barriers. We believe you're going to enjoy this show as much as we did. Jory's going to share with us a little bit about her career, how to brand yourself as an athlete and how branding is more than being an athlete, and the importance of being a good leader. In fact, Jory's going to share some secrets about how to stay focused when you travel abroad, what is her inside-out philosophy, and how that makes her strong. And she's going to talk a little bit about leadership, and an important point about how leaders always have to learn to follow. Our podcast today is hosted by none other than R. Lake and James, who is also an accomplished basketball star. So let's listen in now to Lakin and Jory as they talk a little bit more about how basketball has shaped their lives.
1: All right. Thank you for joining us uh, today with our More to the Game podcast. And today we have Jory Davis joining us, a um, professional athlete, had her experience overseas as well as us, and we are happy to have her here today with, on the More to the Game podcast.
2: Awesome. It's good to be with you guys. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How about
2: you? I'm doing good. Just, you know, Saturday. doing <laughs> a little bit of family time before heading back overseas. So, um, not much going on.
1: Yeah, that's good. When do you have to head back for that?
2: Um, I head back August twenty first. So uh it's oh. approaching
1: Oh, Hopefully. definitely. Yeah, so do you get to just spend time at home then until you leave?
2: Yeah, yeah, I finally just got back to Rochester, New York, so I'm just spending some time with family, working out, and, you know, just staying low for a little bit until I uh, head back.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Remind us again where you're playing this upcoming season.
2: Um, This season I'll be playing with a team near Milan. Um, It's it's in between um, Como, Lake Como and uh, Milan, and they'll be – the name is Costa Masnaga. From the northern part of Italy, so that's where I'll be this season.
1: Hmm. Can't complain about that. That seems to be a nice little area.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: so you, okay, so you've been playing now professionally. Is it eight or nine years?
2: Eight years, heading into my ninth year.
1: Okay, awesome. So you've obviously you've been in different countries. You've had different experiences. What is like one thing? for you, like when you go country to country, obviously there's a language barrier, but how are you able to kind of like keep your same like routine, you know, like as like a leader and as different cultures that you face during that, how are you able to kind of just remain the same, I would say?
2: Um, I mean, it's not easy,
1: <laughs> I
2: would say that, but I think, um, one of the things, truthfully, I could give respect to my stepdad because when I started to get a little bit of notoriety as a basketball player, he always taught me that it was inside out. Everything was okay. first inside and then outside. So the media, everything else around didn't matter. As long as the inside part of who you are and everything was stable, everything else would take care of itself. Um, and that's kind of like the mindset I have no matter where I go. I always try to remain true to who I am. And who Jory is and if I keep that same energy everything else eventually will take care of itself and that's truly what I try to do no matter where I go is to remain the player I am stay true to the skills I know I can I can do and the skills I have and be the person I am and you know I feel like if I'm being real and authentic it's impossible for people not to like me and of course there are people that don't possibly maybe don't like me but I don't really care about them, you know. It's (laughs) just about who you are, you know. So
1: yeah, you're um, keeping honest. Yeah, no matter where you're
2: at. Yeah, yeah. So I stay true to who I am, stay true to my game and and my goals. And that obviously my goal is always to be the best version of myself. And there's really not much anyone can can say when it comes to that because I'm I'm competing against me. So, um, I think no matter where I go, the energy and the goal is stays the same
1: yeah for sure when you go again i would say uh, like team to team do you find like your leadership skills have to change depending on maybe like the country or like the different cultures you're in i mean we're fortunate um when the united states everyone speaks the same language so you can kind of keep that same realm of your leadership skills kind of the same like if you're a vocal leader obviously that's a little bit easier if everyone speaks english but if you're a vocal leader and you're in a different country and you might not be able to speak that language, how is that something that you kind of like have learned or like dealt with or maybe had to like switch up that leadership style?
2: Well, the thing with overseas is sometimes you walk into a situation where um, one of the players, depending on where you are, if you're in France or Italy, maybe the captain is French or maybe the captain is already predetermined and they're Italian. Okay. And... You have to, one thing I, I've learned is that you have leaders always have to learn how to follow, you know, because sometimes you have to take a step back to allow others to to take responsibility for certain things. So that's one thing I've learned overseas is that I wasn't, just because you were the best, you weren't always put into that so-called captain title. Yeah. Um, and so you had to learn how to lead while also following. and. You know, I think that's been a challenge because, um, you know, sometimes a captain is someone who in that country can speak that language to the majority right. of the people on the team. Um, not to say they are the leader on the court or the leader in other ways, but simply because they're just the one that is, can speak that language and communicate directly with those, those players. So I think one of the things I've learned is that, you know, leadership, is not only, you know, being at the top or the forefront, but it's also being able to take a step back and be to follow the crowd and and, and kind of pay attention to what's going on. So that's one thing I've learned. And then, you know, like everyone says lead by example. So I think as a language barrier, that's kind of been it too. Like, I don't need to say anything as long as I'm showing, you know, my leadership is showing you know what hard work is, and showing how I want the rest of my team to show up at practices. You yeah. know that was good enough, and it depends on each team. You know, if you're with a veteran team, sometimes um, speaking is is more effective because you know everybody's working hard, so it's not much you could do to really like you know. Can't set the tone out yeah. and separate yeah. and separate yourself. So. Um, but usually, with veteran teams overseas, many of them speak English because they've been around um, in the pro, you know, world for a while, and they've been used to dealing with different cultures. And the the most the universal language is English, so yeah. that always helps when you're with a veteran team because nine times out of ten, everyone speaks English. If you're with a younger team and a team that's not as cultured, um, you might find yourself where you can't communicate with everyone effectively but um, I've always said that leading by example and then being able to follow and, and humbling yourself to understand that you might be the best athlete at the time but allowing others to to take the load to take the forefront um, and, and do their thing you know and just step back sometimes I think that's been two of the lessons I've learned um, from playing abroad.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's huge, like being able to see the difference in different ways to lead. And I guess for you, realizing how they're both successful. You know, if you do have that language barrier, you found other ways to make sure that you still lead. Um, obviously, a born, born leader in yourself, and that's something that you still want to be able to add to your team and add to the culture of your team. So that's probably been like quite the experience is, learning how to do that differently. Because again, like you said, might be that leader that you want to be like the captain like you said but you sit back and you're able to learn how to still help the team in different ways and I think that's like like really valuable for you as an athlete but and and like your growing experience so that's awesome
2: yeah yeah for sure I mean it's not easy it takes time I I can not sit here and lie about that it takes Learning and maybe making mistakes and saying, man, uh, you know, like stepping back from a situation and saying, man, maybe I should have just let this happen or let that person have their moment. You know, it, it takes right. time, but it's like know, anything, anyone. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. If anyone is listening, just know that leadership doesn't mean you always have to be the first. You always have to be in the, the spotlight. Like leadership sometimes means you step back and let others, you know, get their time because eventually that helps the team. You know, you're only, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So you got to let everybody get a little bit of their shine and get a little bit confidence.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going back, uh, before you were stepping into this professional world, you were at the uh, University of Indiana. How can you say, was it always your dream, like, as a kid growing up, Like, I want to play college basketball. I want to become this professional athlete. Or how did you set those goals? Or were they set? Or was it kind of like, so, like, I'm just going with the flow. I love playing basketball. And now, like, the opportunities, like, came around.
2: Um, I mean, it's hard. I don't want to say that I always was like, I just want to be the best I could be. Okay, Um, yeah. Because I'm sure that wasn't the case. But starting out, I really just wanted to be the best. Like, I wanted to get as high as I could. Like, I wanted to reach the highest level um, of playing a game that I could, you know, whether that be playing pro, whether that be college, whatever it was, whether that be playing on the best AU team in New Orleans when I started out. Like, yeah, you know, that was my mindset. Um, of course, when I started to go to the LSU camps, as a young, you know, when I was in middle school at time period or before, you know, I realized that, oh, I can play in college and get a scholarship and and things like that. So, of course, you know, I started to be like, yeah, I want to be able to do that. I want to, you know, play and be able to go to school and, you know, play against the best talent in the world. Like, so my imagination, of course, started to kind of venture out like, oh, what other possibilities are there? But, I truthfully feel like I always just wanted to, it was always a competition within me. You know, I, to this day, it's always like, you know, I want to be the best at what I set my mind to. Um, yeah, and absolutely. so I think at a young age, it was kind of the same. Like, yeah, there were people better than me. Yeah, there were other people. But I always wanted to just be the best I could be. Like, if I knew I could go the extra mile and I didn't, okay that was a letdown, like you can you can do more. You're capable of doing more. So um for me it was always that first and then of course realizing that I could play college basketball and get my scho- get a scholarship and do all these great things and it was like, well, why not?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so like valuable too because not necessarily did you have that goal of like I wanna play college basketball but you challenge yourself every single day to get better and I mean I think that's kind of what like how we would describe our 3E athletes it's just somebody who wants to get better every single day and I mean that's your your skills, your strength like mentally you know and I think for you like that's a great example like showing like you just wanted to get better every single day and I mean you said if you didn't train to the best of your ability that day like you were disappointed in yourself and I think that's just right. so that's so valuable for athletes all over where it's, you just want to be better than like who you were yesterday, you know. So I think yeah, that's really really important.
2: Yeah. I mean it's it's a mindset. It's a mindset thing of course and I'm sure, you know, you know, three E is all about that. It's about helping athletes reach that, elevate their mindsets per se, because um the people that have been able to reach the level they've reached, especially at a pro level, they had a certain mindset, you know, I don't think it's a hundred percent based on skill. You know, there are a lot of very good athletes out there that didn't get the opportunity. Um, and I think it's just a matter of mindset and what you're willing to, to do and sacrifice to get to this point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you're more than an athlete though. So we talk about like all the time, At 3E, those skills that we've just said, you know, it's the mental side and how important those are for, like, afterlife stuff. So tell us a little bit about what you're trying to create. Um, Your company, Weevolve. tell tell the people, like, what you're trying to create for athletes, I suppose,
2: all over the world. Yeah, so Weevolve, my company, in a sense, I'm trying to create the player source you know, a platform that allows players to manage their careers from start to finish. And within that platform, I want to create like a private community that allows them to have a lifelong support system um, if they meet the requirements of being an elite athlete, for one, and they meet the the right mindset. So forward-thinking athletes um, that want to continue to, to grow and elevate within, you know, what we do in our industry, not just focus on just the game, but how we can be better leaders, better CEO companies, how we can be better advocates, global, you know, mentors, you know, all these things is what We stands for. Um but the the biggest part of Wevolve is to focus on the overseas market, um the very underserved market of players that, you know, need a lot of resources. Um, The NBA, WNBA, um, they have their players associations where they receive a great wealth of resources, um, whether that be if they need tax help, mentors, financial advisors, everything they need. They have access to that. However, there's 6,000 plus of uh, Americans, men and women overseas that need even more. Um, We go through the same struggles. We're still pro athletes. We still, if anything, go through maybe more (laughs) than these other athletes back right. that I go through um and so it's really just helping those the other ones in the, that 1% um figure it out and and get through that journey and how we can continue to help one another once we do go through that journey now give back that knowledge that's so valuable to those that's starting it in high school you know and about to take on the new the same thing we just went through um and so, you know, Wevolve is basically, in a sense, the player source, a digital platform that helps elite athletes manage their careers. Um, and that's 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 my next my next goal. That's my next leadership role is to to lead that movement, per se. Right, and I
1: mean, so we talk about leadership, then you're talking about having an opportunity to lead teams, but you could, with this company and this platform, you could be leading. 6,000 athletes like you just said like that's a huge number and that's a huge platform for these athletes to go and actually get that help that is so very obviously needed you know so that's that's huge and I mean for me myself as an athlete that's something that I wish that I had because there's all too often that you're going through processes you know with overseas and everything there's questions that I wish that I could have answered you know and if I had I mean, almost mentors in this platform, being able to help me through this, it would make things a lot easier.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are so many questions that can't be answered by basic facts. They can only be answered by someone that that has gone through it. And that's in any in industry, truthfully. Um, and that's that's the thing I've seen as lacking. You know, there are players that come out and they just need answers that, the question is that really there's nowhere to go and get them. Um, right. Those answers lie in the hearts and the minds of those that, that have already gone through it. And so I've just decided that how can we get that information and turn it into raw data that now those of you that are coming up after us have access to it and maybe it'll help you navigate this journey a little bit easier than we did.
1: Yeah. I mean, Again, that would be so useful and so important for athletes that are coming up through it. Um, there's no better information than from the exact source. Um, so, we talk about too constantly, uh, like the third element of being someone after sports, you know, that you can enter the business world and you can use those skills that you learned in your sport and really apply them. Um, I know that you talk a lot about like building a brand but what does that mean to you? Like, what is the definition of that? Like as an athlete, you know, how, how do athletes, how do they build their brand? How do they show and like, showcase these awesome skills that they get from sports, like the leadership and like the teamwork and, you know, just how can they showcase that? How can they build that brand?
2: Well, I I mean, it's an ongoing learning process for me as well, to be fully transparent. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Right. But, um, I've learned that really the brand is who you are and being the more authentic you can be in front camera and fr- in social media and everything you post, the more that really shows the brand of Jory or Jordan or Kobe, you know, yeah. um, and that's really the starting part point of athletes' brands is really identifying who you are, accepting where you came from and the journey you've, you've been on to get to the point of excellence in your sport thus far. And if you really can be authentic and really transparent with your story, then that is where the power of the brand starts to unfold. Um, as far as like how do you go about it, I mean, branding is right now, it's the digital age. So of course, your messaging and everything you put out digitally can help you build that. Um, But I think really owning the narrative of your story for athletes now is the biggest way to really, you know, get your brand out there, you know. And, of course, LeBron has uninterrupted where he's starting to tell stories. Um, But yet again, there is a larger community of players that are still pro whether that be g-league whether that be overseas market that have a whole different narrative to tell that is very intriguing and the only way that brand will come about and that market will be like oh this is an interesting market is if those players start to share their narrative start start to tell their truth And no matter what branding it is, if that's the Kardashians or, you know, you know, they see, one thing you see is they own their narrative. They tell their truth. Their story is very transparent. And that's what builds the brand because people connect to something that's real and authentic. And so I think for athletes, Um, it's time to kind of step outside the box of our type A personalities and start to be a little bit more transparent and and start to share that, hey, we do have the mental struggles. Hey, we do have the financial struggles. Hey, we do have all these struggles that make us humane and not just an elite athlete that we are different than everyone else. We are different in certain ways, but we kind of still have a storyline and a narrative that can connect to the general public. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things to start with for is branding, um, as far as getting it out there, man, there's so many different ways. And like I said yeah. before, I'm still learning how, yeah. <laughs> you know, you build your brand and I'm sure those that have powerful brands are still learning how they can stay on top. So it's an ongoing process for sure.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think everyone, I think that's just kind of like a learning process and how do you want to be able to present yourself or brand yourself um, as an athlete. And I think that's one thing that we are trying to do at the third element is we're trying to give, I mean, high school athletes, college athletes, that brand of, I'm not only training my skills and my strength, but I'm also training that mental side of the game. You know, like they want to be able, if they, okay, if they're high school students and they want to make it to that college level, we want to be able to help them brand themselves into like I am that leader or I am that you know that like I understand the emotional intelligence I'm a good team player you know so it's just like one small piece but hopefully that we can help develop that brand for these young athletes and I mean you talk about it too just the importance of the mental side all the time and I think that the more that we get that out there and get these younger athletes aware of that just the easier it's going to be and I mean hopefully brand
2: them in that way too. Yeah, I mean, your brand is who you are at the core. And if you don't know who you are at the core, then you can't really have an authentic brand. And so one thing I I definitely applaud the third element about is that it's helping shift and you know get players to think about who am I? You know, what are my struggles? You know, who am I outside of this athletic identity that I get to hide behind?
1: Exactly. You know,
2: yeah. So often, you know, because that's <laughs> simply what it is. We get to walk in the buildings, walk in the rooms and say, oh, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I'm a pro athlete. I'm an elite athlete at this university. And then automatically people give us that attention. When that is taken away, now all that wall that we've put in front of people is gone. And now you're at the core of who you are. That's the only thing that can get you that introduction introduction to these people that you're talking to now what is it and I think (laughs) that's the biggest challenge for athletes because we're so truthfully sometimes coddled and we just get that attention so easily because we're an athlete um and that's one of our biggest struggles
1: yeah it's almost like we are handed a brand and we just wear that one instead of kind of creating our own and letting people know that it's more than that
2: Exactly. That's that's definitely true. Like we're wearing, brands. we're wearing brands instead of our own, and these brands give us the attention and the and the power for a minute. But when that is done, because everybody's time will be over, nobody can do it forever. Exactly. Um, you know. Then what's next? You know. That's that's it. So it's like that brand will be taken from you. But do you have a brand that can never be taken from you? And that brand is who you are at your core and that's the brand you want to represent above all
1: yeah absolutely so it's just kind of like athletes out there it's like you want to create your brand you want to be who you are and you want to be able to showcase that to the world whether it's your leadership skills you know anything along those lines but you want to be able to share that um so how we kind of end all of our podcasts with more to the game um we like to ask you a couple questions uh, Jory, so one of them is uh, who is your best teammate that you've ever played with, and why? What made them that best teammate?
2: Ah uh, man, that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have a few very good teammates. Um, to tell the truth, but I guess truthfully, my best teammate would have to be. You know Whitney Whitney Renee Lindsay who played with me at Indiana University. She was a point guard, and we had different different paths. You know, um, I was the the face of the program, and she was a great athlete who could have just as easily been the face of the program. Um, but she supported my goals. You know, like she supported yeah. me and what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be pro and. You know, our whole four years together because we came in at the same time. She was always that support system for me, and always helping me. You know, when as a sophomore, I'm a I'm a captain, and it was it was hard because here I am a sophomore, and maybe certain older <laughs> girls were like, "How is she a freaking captain as a sophomore?" You know,
1: right, <laughs> right, right. She was
2: there to keep me motivated and say, "You know what, you deserve this," and and the all four years, she was always could be that one in my ear that helped me to stay focused and always just understood who I was um, as a person from the start. So I would really say she was one of, she was the best teammate. And I mean, to this day, she's one of my best friends. So I guess, yeah, you know, like she was there, you know, she was that support system. And so um, I would have to say, for sure, Whitney, Renee, Lindsey, out of Mansfield, Ohio, my point guard at first meet. That's probably oh, yeah. my best.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, obviously in that situation, that's easy for someone to maybe see, like, jealousy and maybe just not be able to support you, but that does make a really good teammate is someone who's just going to be able to stand by your side and just support every like every step of your journey and support your dreams for the next level. So that's awesome. Um,
2: yeah.
1: the next question that we have for you is the best leader that you've ever been around and it doesn't even need to be in sports maybe it was in the business world and you like as you're starting this new company but just the best leader and also you can just say qualities too like if you don't want to go into specific
2: um, best leader I've been around I'm going to go back to college as well I'm going to say uh, Whitney Thomas uh, from Bloomington Indiana Hometown girl uh, got a scholarship at Indiana University, and she was like that blue collar leader. She she okay. was that lead, example, um, loyal, uh, carried herself with integrity, uh, took responsibility when things maybe weren't her fault. Uh, so she always, you know, took responsibility for things because she was the leader. Um, knew how to follow, and, and just always held herself accountable for whatever actions or whatever things came about that directly, you know, influenced her. So um, she was definitely somebody I would say is one of the best leaders I've ever directly worked with and been around.
1: Yeah, all right. I think the accountability one is a huge thing. That's something that if you can hold yourself accountable, it's going to be easy for you to hold others accountable because they see that respect. And it's just, it's easy to lead in that aspect and that avenue.
2: Yeah. I think leadership is selfless truthfully. Like some, you know, sometimes you have leaders, they have all these other things on their names, but some of the best leaders that I've seen have been effective um, are the ones that are selfless and just humble and, you know, really do the work no matter what. And I think, like I said, those are some of the best leaders, I think, in general.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the last question we have for you today is what does good culture look like to you? You've been a part of a lot of teams. What has been like your key definition of like what good culture is?
2: Good culture um, uh, is a collective unit I think, of people and players that are, you know, involved in one organization that are loyal, you know, no matter what. If they are directly in it, if they're kinda of partially a part of it, they are loyal to trying to do their part in building that culture and building that community. And good culture is something that's long lasting, that it will forever be able to have some type of impact on that person or that individual or that player. Um and you know, there are a few schools, a few proteins that have good culture. I mean you it's getting everyone involved to be on one accord for a common goal. And being able to have that for a long period of time. <laughs> you know, like that's hard. And I and so If you can accomplish that, and people putting their egos aside for a common goal, that is good culture. And if you have that, I think it's it's an amazing experience. It's something that's amazing to be a part of.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can say personally, like I had an opportunity to be a part of like a really good culture at the University of Wisconsin Green Bay, and you don't really you don't have to do anything because it was just already created. You just have to follow in the footsteps of the people before you and you're able to continue that culture. But how it actually gets started and the main, like how it actually is able to stay maintained over a period of time is still beyond me. And it's something that I wish to continue learning about because it's, it's an amazing thing. Like when you step in, you're immersed into that culture and then having the responsibility of carrying on that culture when you don't even know how it started, you know? So I agree. I think it's it's something that is ongoing and it's a learning experience.
2: Yep. I mean, it is. It's a learning experience and culture is not easy to build. I mean, if, if it was, everyone would have, have it. Um, but it's not easy to build, but I, I definitely, you know, from my experience of being a part of something and then being on the outside looking in into things, Uh, It's definitely something I think is valuable to every person. I feel every person should be a part of some type of culture um, that directly relates to their talents or interests. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, Well, I think that's all we have for you today, Jordy. Um, Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. and We wish you the best of luck this year in Italy and obviously with Weevolve Tube and just everything that you're looking to build and create for athletes all over the world and kind of taking on that leadership role for 6,000 plus athletes. But thank you for the yeah. talk today.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I thank you for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I really um, support everything you guys doing at um, Third Element. Element, And, you know, it's, it's going to be um, another step closer to, to, to helping athletes evolve and elevate Um, from a mental standpoint. So um, I definitely appreciate everything you guys have started and continue to do in the future for um, athletes.
0: So that's a wrap on this week's show, folks. We are More to the Game podcast. Again, you can see us on social channels at 3Eathlete. Thanks to Lakin and thanks to Jory. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. We look forward to catching you next week.